Welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. In space! Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Do you think that's really the most appropriate quote? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, today we are going to be talking about Space Punisher, a four-issue miniseries from 2011 by upcoming Black Knight writer Frank Thierry, with art by Mark Texaria. And it takes place in Earth 12091. And uh, Devin picked this episode. I did. Why did he pick this episode, Devin? Because if there's one thing I do love, it's science fiction movies. Because, I mean, basically, I mean, especially from the art that we have here, it basically is right from the front cover of pretty much any, like, 1970s, like, science fiction movie, B-movie poster, or, like, paperback Pro- book. Or a prog rock album cover. Yeah, that's Especially true. with the uh, Akanti that we start off with. Yes. We start off in space with these, like, images of the Akanti, who are these giant, like, sentient space whales who normally host... Uh, the Brood, who are pretty much the Xenomorphs from the Alien series, except smarter. Yep. But we find out that these have been combined with the uh, symbiotes, like Venom. So it's a symbiotic-parasite combination. Yep. But they're the Symbrutiotes. I thought that was, a, it was a cool, that was a cool thing. Yeah, it was cool. Also, I'm not surprised. Gotta say, I personally would think that it would be harder to kill them than just have Frank kill them. I thought of like all the big six that you see, that would be by far the hardest ones to kill. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where I think they wouldn't have been as prepared for an enemy who knew how to deal with them. Well, that's true. But then at the same time, Frank Castle. He is just a blue-collared slob. Punisher is inside, fighting the Simbrutiotes uh, with his robot partner, Chip. He just takes them out with his two guns. One is called the Sound, and the other is called the Fury. Yep. And he uh, wipes out their queen. The Sound pretty much shoots out uh, noise waves, which has always been the frequency of symbiotes. And then the Fury is just a super powerful laser blaster that kills the inside part. Basically. And he wipes out the queen of the uh, brood who had been part of this group called a six fi- uh, six-fingered hand uh, for revenge. It, it kind of causes like a little mini implosion, like black hole-looking type thing. Yeah. But of light. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, I took so many screen caps of this one because like the art is just oh, the art a the big part of the appeal. Oh, the beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, literally, take, like, yeah, the artwork... I, I like took when, it, when movie posters used to be like hand painted and such. Yep, this is what it reminds you of. And so Punisher heads to the Star Jammer, which is a space bar owned by Corsair. Normally, Corsair, who is uh, the father of Scott Summers, Cyclops, and the Star Jammer is a spaceship where he pretty much has space sex with a raccoon skunk cat lady. But here, he's just having crazy sex with all sorts of aliens. Basically, if you saw Guardians of the Galaxy, like every time Peter describes having one of these former girlfriends, Corsair, that you basically see it visually. Yeah, Corsair also still has his 70s porn mustache as well. Yes, he does. And uh, Punisher comes in and threatens to destroy his bar unless he can find out where Barracuda is. And then we cut to Punisher after he's raised 
through like Barracuda's defenses, and he gets the uh, disc of information that he needs on the other leaders of the Six Fingered Hand. But then you know who shows up? Who? Deadpool, Sabretooth, and the leader, except from Spain. Yeah, I thought that was actually a pretty cool team up. Yeah, passing the leader in with them. Mm-hmm. It was just like if they did that like in the regular universe, it was like that actually be a pretty good formidable team. Yeah, I mean you have the uh, mental, the and the, well, you got the mental guy and then like two physical guys. Yeah, I feel like you could use like a spiritual guy somehow. Yeah, just to get the classic trifecta. Oh, well, and I forgot. It depends when in Deadpool you're talking. Yeah. Uh, I also forgot to comment that the Punisher's ship is named Marie after his dead wife. Yep. And, uh... That ship is kind of take off the classic Punisher, like, sidekick microchip. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we open up with issue two with, uh, Space Hulk, who's like a four-armed giant Hulk with no penis. Yep. And, uh, he's the biggest oh. threat. It's going to be spoiler alert for you. You get to see the same thing happen in the Fantastic Four movie. Space Hulk has no penis? Uh, Thing has no penis. Spoilers. Yep. Uh, Yeah, Doc Samson and his uh, Hulkbusters are heading in to deal with Space Hulk. Doc Samson in this universe is basically Flash Gordon. Especially based off of that costume he was wearing. Yeah. And, like, seconds later we just see General Ross... Staring on in horror as the entire army has been, like, wiped out. Yeah, within, like, a matter of seconds. And then I just love that little bit of uh, the one general questioning General Ross. Yeah, Talbot. It's like, oh, yeah, with Talbot. It's just like, oh, was that Talbot? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, he was basically like, oh, that was your answer. I'd hate to see the question. Bam. <laughs> yep. That's what you get for making jokes in the war room. <laughs> and... Uh, so we get back to Deadpool, Sabretooth, and the leader who are interrogating Barracuda to try and figure out what he's told the Punisher when the Space Hulk bursts in, kills Deadpool and Sabretooth. And I love the, how Deadpool looked in this one, because he has a silver um, costume, which kind of looks like his Uncanny uh, X-Force one. Yeah. Except for, to me, actually the way he looked because of where his arms were like growing from, he basically was the T-1000 from the Terminator. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of, like, really weird small references, some of them that I probably didn't get in this. Yeah. But, uh, this costume actually came out before Uncanny X-Force number one. I, or, no, no, this was no, coming out as the end of Uncanny X-Force. Yeah. Because Marvel Unlimited had the uh, ads at the end for what was coming out. I was going to say, yeah, because yeah. then Uncanny Avengers was in one of the issues. And Hawkeye number one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Can't forget about the Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Punisher, Chip, and the leader teleport away, and Punisher interrogates the leader to find out who fired, who hired the trio to come after him. And he had made a promise, I won't kill you. And then he just has... No, Chip, I won't push you out of the airlock. Yeah, I won't, I won't push you out of the airlock. And then Chip pushes him out of the airlock instead. And he's like, but you said you wouldn't kill me. I know, I did. I'm not the one pushing you out. Yeah. And then you just see a nice little picture of just all of them kind of floating in space. Deadpool's severed head, half of Sabretooth, and then leader. Well, I love how he killed Deadpool. He just bit off Deadpool's head and then spit his head out into space. Yeah. 
Space Hulk did. So we get Punisher flashing back to his family before uh, seeing that he is currently keel-hauling Dr. Octopus, who is pretty much a male version of Ursula from uh, The Little yeah. Mermaid. And when I say keel-haul, I mean he's literally sta- strapped to the front of the ship in space. And Punisher makes the comment that if it wasn't for his aquatic adapted gills, he would have died. Without air, yep. Mm-hmm. And Punisher... Like- and uh, Doc Ock was another leader of the six-fingered hand. And this is just I love. It's like some great gratuitous evil violence from the Punisher. Mm-hmm. They're like, he was screaming so much that uh, his vocal cords are damaged. And it was like, we just couldn't hear it because luckily we were in space. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, he can't talk to me. So maybe he'll just whisper, blam, and bam, shoots off Doc Ock's head. Uh, after finding out that the leaders are meeting on Scroll World, and we find that a... Skull World. Skull World. Oh, okay, I misread that as Scroll yeah, World. Yeah, I misread it as Scroll World first, but then in the third issue they put it up again, and I was like, oh, it's a Skull World. That makes a lot more sense. And yeah, it does once I reread yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And uh, we also find out that there are a group of Watchers who are watching the Punisher. And the Watchers basically look like the Coneheads. Uh, they look more of like the guys from Deserve Man. That was also another thing, depending on, yeah, which picture it was. Mm-hmm. I thought the same thing, too. And so we start the third issue off with, uh, Punisher, Space Punisher killing an army of the Red Skull's evil Hitler alien clones. Yeah. Before, I'm, like... I'm now some great mutant Hitlers. Yeah, uh, and before he gets brought down and, uh, he's brought in along with Doc Ock's corpse in a body bag. And uh, Magneto and the other bosses, uh, Green Goblin and Ultron, are just... Magneto. Yes, I said Magneto. Did you? Yeah. Uh, They start smacking the Punisher around. Then all of a sudden, Chip pops out of Doc Ock's body, just killing Magneto. Uh, Green Goblin throws a pumpkin bomb at the Punisher, and the Punisher grabs and jams it into the Red Skull's mouth uh, after shooting Green Goblin in the face. And then Red Skull's head flies off, Punisher tosses it to Ultron, and then Chip disembowels Ultron, and they find the Watchers watching them. It's a pretty weirdly graphic series of panels, but it is... But it's great. Yeah, it is great. And uh, Punisher finds the uh, Watchers watching him and Chip. And so he realizes he has to take down the real people who have been in charge, the Watchers. Dun, dun, dun. And so the Punisher heads to the Avengers planet into Assemble City to try and find something from a museum, and they end up running into Jarvis. And they fucking piece the shit out of Frank Castle. <laughs> yeah, this is like super duper mega fighter Jarvis, and he's just beating the heck out of the Punisher. He's reflecting everything that gets shot back at him. Except for the bullets, he just flat out catches those. Yeah. And so Punisher uses Marie the ship to sort of just blast the area around him so he gets rocketed off into space. And, oh, uh, no, he gets teleported. He uses their teleportation hmm. device. I thought he had gotten stopped. Okay, yeah, so he oh. gets teleported into space. Beam him up, Marie! They end up heading to the blue area of the moon, uh, and we have not yet seen what the Punisher is brought to fight with the Watchers, and uh, 
when he finally gets there, the Watchers pretty much instantly disassemble Chip. And oh, Pun- yeah, and Punisher reveals what he brought with him, which is the ultimate nullifier. And the third issue ends with him clicking to use it. And then I love the cover to issue number four. It's a giant picture of Space Punisher holding the Earth with a gun pointed at it, and it just says, buy this issue or I'll destroy this planet. It, it is fantastic. More powerful than the Death Star, Frank Castle. Mm-hmm. And we open up with the Punisher back with his wife and his son, and uh, he's just having this really good time until he calls his son a chip a chip And then he realizes it's all an illusion, and he finds himself back with the Watchers. Well, after he pulls a gun out and shoots himself in the head. Yeah. But we get some nice little exposition from the Watchers about how they decided they wanted to mess with things, and then... Like make the world the way they saw it. Which actually, this is one thing that I get, was a little perplexed by. Because one of them addresses himself as Uatu. Yeah. Isn't there only one Uatu? It's inconsistent. And I will give you that. It is a bit inconsistent. Because it's like, isn't that 616 Watcher? I thought it was there's always supposed to be one Watcher for the whole multiverse. Uh, yeah, that's like super inconsistent though. Yeah. And uh, so the Watchers explained that they wanted to bring order to the universe, and because they were directly interacting with it, that's why they got cast out of the Watchers and became the Six-Fingered Hand, because there are six of them. Yep. Well, yeah. and this is, here's where what brought me into as well, is they were saying that they were trying to give Castle the nice peaceful life that he wanted, and that Castle just couldn't take it when they had him reliving his wife being alive. So that's actually what brought up the next question. Is that technically, are we putting two universes in this week? Because the way that they were making it sound, it sounded like they just ported his consciousness into another Frank Castle in a different multiverse. Where a similar sort of thing happened. Uh, I don't know. It's a bit here, uh, I'll read it. iffy. Yeah. You read. Yeah, there, what did you do to me? There are other worlds than these, Frank Castle. One would think you would have been content in the one we placed you in, in the Frank Castle we placed you in. Finally, had your real family back, better than the surrogate one you had created. Your ship named after your wife even has the same voice, and that robot ship with the face of your dead son. Couldn't you be happy there? So that was the thing. I was like, it sounds like... That was a different multiverse that they placed his consciousness into. I guess so. So in that universe, Punisher just killed so like him. So when he actually shoots himself, yeah, I was like, he actually killed himself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, you're getting feedback. I'm getting what? I can hear me talking through your headphone. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Can you hear me now? Uh, let uh, me see. I. Okay, now I can't. Okay. I moved the microphone closer to my... Oh, mouth. no, like, you're perfectly fine for sound. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the Watchers reveal that the ultimate nullifier is a joke, and they explain that the Punisher can't really do anything to stop them. They can stop all the weapons that he can use, and he's... They pretty much tell him to get out of here, otherwise we're going to make this worse for you. And uh, earlier, Chip had put a tracker 
into the Punisher's arm. And it starts activating since Chip had figured out the reason why the uh, Hulk had been insanely rampaging through so many places was that he was getting a certain vibrational frequency uh, that was driving him mad. And his arm has been like sending out this signal and the Hulk is on his way there. So Punisher chops off his arm and throws it to the Watchers who are then brutally murdered by Space Hulk. Yep. And, like... It was fantastic. Yeah, like, he just brutally decimates five of them, and uh, the last one is uh, likely Uatu is left around. Then uh, Hulk asks the uh, Punisher to kill him, and he sort of opens up his chest, revealing a Kuatu-style Bruce Banner, who the Punisher shoots dead, and then the Hulk just leaps back into space. Yeah, I was a little confused by that part. So it's like, it's Bruce Banner's alive, but not, but then the Hulk isn't dead? I guess he becomes a mindless ball of... I have no idea. It's weird yeah. stuff. It's weird stuff. As the uh, Punisher starts to return to his ship, uh, Uwatu uses his last energy for a laser blast uh, that uh, shoots the ship and really sort of strands it in space there. And we're, it also yeah, and it also screws up his computer system. So Marie, he loses his wife computer. Yep. And as he's just sitting there in space, uh, we hear like stories coming in of the universes, like governments and order falling apart, and the Punisher just thinks that it's all worth it. Yep. And well, then, I mean, you had your classic moment of him chopping his arm off. Bam! Classic Star Wars character right there. <laughs> And uh, then we cut to Hala, which is the homeworld of the Kree Empire, where the Skrulls and the Kree are fighting. And the Avengers just show up, and they just kill everyone on the planet, because that's the best way to keep two sides from fighting. You literally make it impossible for them to fight. Because there's no more sides, because they're all dead. Yeah. And uh, we end up with them messaging Jarvis, whose body is in space, and the last panel that we see is his eyes opening up. It was great. I loved yeah. it. That's Classic. Space Punisher. I really liked the whole little drawing of Tony Stark that we see, like how half of his body is the Iron Man armor and the other half isn't. Well, and it's like different halves that are and aren't. Yeah. Like his face is like his like one of his like original looking costumes. It's like the classic gold. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of like flipping around as he's there. Yeah. Enjoyed it. But yeah, guys, Space Punisher, good. Yeah, it is a very simple story, but the art on it is fantastic. I mean, and it reads like a 1970s pulp science fiction adventure comic, or like book, so... Maybe a bit more violent than normal? Uh, I wouldn't say so. You need to go for like the B-movie ones. Like, if you're watching like some of the B-1970s movies too, oh no, it gets pretty violent. Well, let's uh, open up the good old Trials of the Multiverse and find out where this goes. Episode 22. I have a feeling this is definitely going to go over our halfway mark, so let's start I this agree. off with the uh, top quarter. Better or worse than Doom Sorcerer Supreme? Better. Okay. Better or worse than Old Man Logan? Better. Uh, better or worse than the original Agents of Atlas? I might even give it to better. Don't think it's better than Tony Stark's Sorcerer Supreme. It, it would not be. Okay, so our new number five is, uh... Punisher. Punisher. 
Earth one two zero nine one space. 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 And do we want to put on the ideal universe for him? Because well, yeah, we might as well. You need kind of need to. It technically was a multiverse. Okay. Well, I don't know that got a number on it. Yeah. I will uh quickly look it up if it did. So I guess here's the question, Luke. Would you like to see this story continue? Yeah. I mean, I'm sort of surprised that it didn't, like there weren't Space Avengers. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. It was like you had that nice little setup, especially if Jarvis coming back at the end. Mm-hmm. Having Frank Castle maybe get taken on the Avengers in space. There could be an awesome fights. You could see the Avengers trying to take over the planet. Things could be exploding. Oh no, look out, they're ruffled. Or it's Punisher kills the Space Marvel Universe in space. Well, basically. Uh, okay, they are saying that it is a vision or an illusion on the Marvel Wikia, so Space Punisher Fantasy World is what we'll call it. So where should Space Punisher Fantasy World go? I don't know. Do we want to start top half or bottom it's half? It's in the middle. Middle. Okay. Better or worse than the new, new Fantastic Four? Which one was new, new Fantastic Four? That like. was... From episode 8. Which issue was that? Just tell me what issue that was. I don't have the issue number, Devin. Let me Google search what new, new Fantastic Four means. Is that a Spider-Man droid? Uh. Oh, oh, okay. No, that was the uh, Ramon Vila Lobos uh, What If Age of Ultron. Oh. Okay, yeah. I'm going to rename that Ultron New Fantastic Four. There we go. So... Better or worse than Ultron New Fantastic Four? It's better. I... I don't think so. Really? Because yeah. Punisher gets to be in his nice happy place. Yeah, if but anything, that's it not... Be, maybe it should be the number one universe where Frank Castle gets to be a happy man. Uh, until he shoots himself. I don't think so. I like a lot of the uh, characters that they had in the Ultron New Fantastic Four. Do we? Which one was Ultron New Fantastic Four? See, I'm blanking on which issue that was. That was Pirate Captain Wolverine. Oh, yeah, fuck uh, that shit. Mix and match Spider-Man. You're the one who fucking loves that shit. Yeah, yeah. Fine, I'll give it to you below it, but... Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely better than What If Doctor Doom Was a Pediatrician, right? Yeah, it's better than that. Okay. So, our new number 41 is... Space... Punisher... Fantasy World. Okay. Uh, next week, we are back to our good old Frenzy Exiles. We are, yep. Yeah, because it's a number that begins with a divisibly ring of three. Oh, wait, then I have what what-if issues we're going to be doing in two weeks, Luke. The one I would like to do is what-if number 24? What if Gwen Stacy lived? And then if what if Spider-Man had never become a crime fighter? What if number 19? Cool. Uh, well, we will plan on doing those then. Uh, Multiversal Q is uh, filmed across a Skype connection between two houses. There's technically a live studio audience because we can see each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Coltreg. I'm Luke at, at Coltreg, K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Did you just say I'm on Coltreg at, at Luke at Coltreg? It's been a long day. At and Fred I can O'Fett. be found on Twitter, which is a real thing, on like Coltreg. And you can find me at Fred O'Fett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Life is hard. You can find Multiversal Q at Multiversal Q. 
uh, you can email us at multiversalq at gmail.com. Uh, we are no longer on, uh, well, we're leaving Potomatic. I probably won't even upload this episode to Potomatic. R.I.P. Potomatic. Yeah, but we are now on Libsyn, which is so much better. And uh, we have our Patreon that you can find by going to our page and looking at our Patreon link. Uh, that will allow us to do things like update all of the old episodes, because I finally figured out how to vastly improve the volume. Hooray! Uh, yeah, our uh, free comic book day Ultron's movie special, yes, the actual movie, uh, has been updated similarly, and we'll just slowly be going through those. But Libsyn does limit how much space we have. Per month, but we get more yeah. overall. Yeah. I got your back, bro. Thank you. It's been a long day. I'm I'm going to go to the comic meetup. Yeah, we will see you next week for more Exiles adventures as we deal with the legacy virus and lesbians. Hey.